from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Canes, Islanders, tonight. You can listen to that game. Get things going with a special hour-long storm watch hosted by Adam Gold coming your way at 6 o'clock. And then we got the game, we got Aftermath, and of course, a Canes Corner podcast waiting for you when you open up your podcast app. You said game three. I did. I feel like when you get an injury mm-hmm. and you get a coach who's irate, yep. you're allowed now to go and advance to playoff protocols. Yeah, we are in, we are in playoff protocols. And shout out to former producer Shannon Penn. I'm ready to call this a pivotal game three. Absolutely. Win tonight, you're good. Series right there. Lose on the road, which is something that the Canes have been doing in the playoffs. The last time the Canes won a road playoff game was in It wasn't June. last year. No, it wasn't last year. <laughs> that it we was, know. It was in June of 2021, the lone game they won against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Strangely against Andre Vasilevsky yeah. and the Lightning. Yeah, how about that, right? So, yeah, uh, this is a pivotal game three. Love it the is. And, and I actually think the way that game two ended and some of the, the antics from the Islanders, not just antics, but outright dirty tactics yeah. that yeah. injured – Tavo Teravainen, who will be out the rest of the series, and then they tried to hurt Jordan Stahl, who really, if you want to break this thing down, and the problems last year on the road saw this, when Rob Brindamore, coach of the Canes, can't match up that Stahl line on the other team's top line, it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. Because while you look at Boston and New York from last year and the Islanders from this year, you might say, well, there's not a whole lot in common there, except they all have one top line that's been really what carries those teams. And when you look at the Islanders, Barzell and Bo Horvat, when if Rod Brandenmore is not able to get Jordan Stahl on them, that's where I think you'll see some of the problems come in. I, I'm I'm not as optimistic about tonight as you are, maybe, or or some others are, maybe, for that reason. But I do think the injury to Taravainen could be something that sparks what we saw out of the third period from the Canes, which was a little bit more energy and a little bit more juice and a little bit more motivation than I thought we saw. Well, especially in the second period of game two, but even in the first period, I was like, "Whoa, guys, this is yeah, the playoffs, right? I, like, that, that's, that's, let's get a little something going here." You know, there's the on ice portion of this, and then there's the mental portion of this, right? And the the Canes talked a good talk going into the playoffs. Marty Natchez, right? He had, had there were some quotes that Luke DeCock had in the paper to start this series about, yeah, man, the last month. Of the season's a drag. We understand that. I agree. Totally get where they're coming from. But they know the playoffs, different mode. They're ready. They got from last year kind of lingering over them. All right, cool. Right? You're better than the Islanders. So go out there and do it. But that's the problem with this. That's always been the problem with this team. And why I feel it's really appropriate that the playoffs started the week of 420. Because you're going to need all the ways to chill you out to watch this team because as much as there are deficiencies of this group, they're also a resilient group. And we saw that play out in game two at home. My one concern is don't give in to the physicality. Don't try to match with the Island. Don't let it get to you. Don't take stupid penalties. Yeah, We saw this actually last year. It's on D'Angelo in that Rangers series because the Rangers from the jump were like, Oh no, 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 we're going to isolate. We can, we can try to uh, irritate you guys and get under your skin and make you make mistakes. And it it worked. It worked. And I, I, it'll be different with this group. It's hard now though. And I know 
I, I will forever credit Rod Brindamore and Don Waddell and, and Tom Dundon. They never use injury excuses. But we haven't seen this group now in, in their fifth year be at full strength in a playoff run. And it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And I think the injury to Taravine and now while he hasn't been gangbusters, no, yeah, it's not about you're now talking about three of your top six forwards. Mm-hmm. And you really would need was it you that called Taravine a loss leader? Uh, yeah, he is. He's a okay. he is the chicken breast at the grocery store yeah, where the the store knows, hey, if I sell this chicken breast, I know I'm going to lose money on it, mm-hmm. but I know I'm going to get you're going to you're going to spend more money in my store because I'm bringing you in. Yeah, it's it's and it's he CDs. helps Aho. It yeah. was it was CDs at Best Buy. Yes, you know, back in the day, it's like, oh, you, you, oh, well, oh, you're here. Oh, okay, you're well, here. Uh, okay, I'll get this Weezer album on the cheap, but while I'm here, I need a new washer dryer. Oh, yeah. this TV looks great. So it's not necessarily the loss of Teravon in himself. It's what he does. It's what he does, and and now half of your top six forwards. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Joe. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I watch the NHL, other teams in the NHL during the regular season. Yeah, because no, I don't. No, but in the playoffs, I do watch the playoffs. And in particular, I've been watching some of the games out West. I've been watching the Rangers and the Devils. And you realize there's not a gigantic difference between these 16 teams. What it comes down to, health. What it comes down to, what are your top-end players doing? What it comes down to, what is your goalie doing? And, you know, you're the Canes. You win the first two games at home, which was an anomaly in, the, in so far in this first round. So that's great. Uh, their depth is a strength. But I, I just keep getting back to the... Who do they have at that top end, and who do they have in goal? And I just don't think those are differentiators in their favor. It's the OG. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG Podcast. We'll continue the Canes conversation with Mike Metascalco, Canes play-by-play at 345. The big news of the day outside of the NHL is that the NFL announced that four Detroit Lions players, including... Their first-round pick from last year, Jamison Williams, have been suspended. So you've got Jamison Williams, wide receiver Quintez Cephas, wide receiver Stanley Berryhill, and safety C.J. Moore, along with a player from the Commanders, the Washington Commanders. They've been suspended because they made bets either on the NFL or they made bets mobily in the facility. Now, low-key, everything is focused on the players that were suspended today. But the Detroit News also reported that several Lions staff members in multiple departments were fired for gambling policy violations last month. You'll remember Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons was suspended for a year. No ifs, ands, or buts because he made a bet on the NFL while he was hanging out at the Hard Rock Casino in Miami. That's a big no-no. This is collectively bargained, by the way. It's, it's league policy. You cannot gamble on the nfl and quote prohibits any form of gambling while in any club or league setting so uh, i believe it was williams who was suspended for only six months because he bet on college football six games yeah i'm sorry six games he bet on college football but he did it while he was in the facility but again i get back to what the detroit news said multiple staff members from multiple departments were making bets while they were hanging out in the facility, and they got fired. Okay, let's 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 start with the bullet points here that are important. Yes. Okay. If you establish a rule, even if you don't agree with the rule, you have to follow the rules at mm-hmm. some point. I. So your hands are slightly tied there, and you also have to make an example. And I get it; you're screaming over there. But 
the NFL takes all this money from BetMGM, mm-hmm. from DraftKings, yeah. from FanDuel. Yes, the two things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right? That's number one. Number two, I've said it before. Let me say it again. If the sports books ran the world, the world would be a thousand <laughs> times better off than we are right now. Them and the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Sure. If those two things were a rule in the world, we'd be great. So what happened here was yeah. the bets were flagged because they were the calls were coming from within the building. And the only way that gets flagged is with the geofencing. Yeah. And the league and the book are basically coordinating and saying, hey, we have a problem here. And and that's where you get to, well, oh, okay, well, I placed a bet from the locker room. I was hanging out. I placed a bet on the – maybe played, placed a bet on Alabama game. I don't know. Who knows, right? Right? So, Okay. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. But all of this comes to light because of the the strictness of the book, because of the strictness of the. When I say the book, I mean the sports book. I mean mm-hmm. the casino. Mm-hmm. I mean the people taking the action, because they need to protect the integrity of the action. Protect the money. Okay. That's the thing. It's like why are why are people shocked? Money always take precedent. Once you start messing with the potential of the money, they're going to shut this down. If you can't trust the integrity of the action, you can't place a bet there. So you don't need any, any inkling that something's weird is going on with gambling. And that's why I've seen some arguments like, well, this is a cancer on sports. Gambling is a cancer on sports because you're going to get some sort of scandal. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) The scandals happen when it's not actually covered by the sports books. The sports books books. are the ones making sure that it doesn't happen. It's good. Yeah, they're the ones flagging the action. Yes, 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 because it's their bottom line. So I I find the whole reaction of hypocrisy much, NFL? Well, first off, I mean, we don't need this to show hypocrisy with the NFL. Like no. this, this is not the droid you're looking for. No. If you want to point out the hypocrisy of the NFL, there's any number of things you can point yeah, to. The military, yeah. Yes, th- this is not one of them. This is just business and simple rules. And every company has anything policy. with player safety or concussions. No, no, no yeah. yeah, yeah. You can point yeah. to that one. This ain't it. This, this is not the it. one. This is not it. This is a real simple thing. Like for instance, like we advertise beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, we're clearly as a company taking money from from beer, and that also helps my paycheck too. You know, like more advertising coming in. I do the nine one nine beer podcast, but you know what I can't do while I'm here at nine 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 the fan, even though we advertise beer. I I can't drink on the air right now, like that's that's against policy to be drinking on the air or at least be hammered on the air. Right. I mean, if it's a bit, maybe I can get away with a beer, uh, like special exemption type thing. But that's against the rules. Uh, or the other thing too, company Wi Fi. You know, I joke on the air. I joke on the air all the time. Like, hey, man, make sure you're doing that on the LTE, right. on the 5G. Uh, make sure you're not doing that on the company Wi-Fi because they know what you're doing. Now, I work in a job that if HR ever came to me and said, hey, Joe, um, why were you watching Megan The Stallion and Cardi B's? Uh, WAP video uncensored on the company Wi-Fi, and I'd be like, well, I was doing it for show research. 
that that's the reason why I was watching that. It was for it's a sure. broad umbrella. Yeah, it's a very broad umbrella because well, you know, it's a topic that we were discussing on the air the other day, and I needed to double check something to make sure I got it right. Content, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's content. Like I can get away with that, but most of you can't. All right. So if like you're watching, literally, it's called not safe for work. NSFW. <laughs> all right, not safe for work. There's, truth There's in a advertising. reason why it's tagged that. <laughs> because if you open that at work. You're going to get fired. So the same thing happens here with gambling. Hey, guys, it's against our policy for you to be making bets while on a, on a company facility. Why is this hard for people to understand? Like, shout out to Will Brinson over at CBS Sports who's doing the whole hypocrisy much. Buddy, this ain't it, man. That is not the point you think you're making. And yeah, he can come on this podcast and debate me. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com joining us on the Heaster automotive group hotline he is cuffs the legend some dude show is the podcast and he's got he's got these connects in the nba that i'll never understand i don't question them though i don't question them cuffs what's going on man joe how you doing man you, you, you say you don't want to question my connects the connections are real joe I know the life. connections are real i know the connections are real but for the people out there they're like well, wait a minute how's this guy from raleigh know all these dudes how is he some dude on espn knowing exactly what lebron james is gonna do that's the mystery yo it's, it's a wild story the book is still being written joe all right. but i'm from johnston county a lot of people don't know that i'm from johnston county so i gotta rep the hometown man <laughs> perfect all right speaking of lebron james uh, i feel like dylan brooks made the mistake by calling him old uh, i does dylan know about like old man strength and old man game he, he's not familiar with this is he I think what Dylan Brooks is doing is he's like I compare him to like the WWF wrestlers, not not this generation of WWE wrestlers, mm -hmm. but our, our era of, you know, the NWA wrestling promos, the WWF wrestling promos. It's a character. He's a character like Coco Beware or somebody. I look at him like one. <laughs> I look at I, I look at Dylan Brooks more of a like he's like a spectacle more than a real nobody's taking him serious. No. Like I talk I talk LeBron LeBron James, this is the last thing he's thinking about is Dylan Brooks being a pest. We saw Lance Stevenson a few years ago blowing in his ear. Braun used to this type of stuff. But I think it's I think it's dope as far as the entertainment value as fans. But nobody's taking Dylan Brooks serious, Joe. Nobody. What cuffs? What do you think his motivation is in calling him old and kind of going at him the way during the game that he was? Does he think he's actually going to throw LeBron James off of his game? You'd be surprised, man. 
you'd be surprised. But like I said, if you go back and look at even some of uh, Dylan Brooks' old tweets came out, right? Some of the yeah. old tweets came out. He's a LeBron fan. <laughs> you know, he's a LeBron fan. It's, not, it's now you done turned rogue and you're trying to do it for the for the entertainment value, like I said. I get it. But that's the wrong bear to poke. Speaking of poking the bear, we've seen guys do this to LeBron. Even though he's 38 now, I feel like it's still the wrong time to do it because you're, you're a guy, you had 12 points in that game, right? Like, if this came from Jaron Jackson or John Morant, a superstar-type, all-star caliber player, I think the fans will respect the beef a little more. But it's not – I don't even want to say beef. It's not really beef. But, like, he's poke, he's, he's barking up the wrong tree. So, me knowing Braun as long as I've known him, he actually sit back and laugh at this type of stuff, to be honest with you. So, I, I expect him to show out the next game uh, tomorrow. But I think Dylan Brooks is just barking up the wrong tree, bro. He's he barking up the wrong tree. Cuffs, I've been trying to tell Joe, even before the playoffs started, that the Lakers were actually the best team in the Western Conference. What have you seen from them? Well, they have him. Well, they do. But uh, Reeves. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that, that whole that whole meme is over. I'm sorry. When uh, when Austin Reeves is out here saying I am him, I'm like, it's over. It's a wrap. What is the biggest difference you've seen in the Lakers? You know, with Russell Westbrook, and then obviously after the Westbrook deal. Well, after the Westbrook deal, they're more a cohesive unit. Like they have better fitting parts to go around LeBron and AD. With Vanderbilt, he has to step his game up. D'Angelo Russell struggled in game two. He got to step it up. The Laker fans are giving him the business right now, as they do every player that struggles. But Austin Reeves has emerged. Uh, I've been high on Austin Reeves even last year. Like, I had a lot of tweets about him. Like, I saw it early. LeBron saw it early. They're just a more cohesive group with these new guys. They fit. And I think, like, they have versatility. Like, Rui Hachimura has emerged in these playoffs the first two games. He's shown the world that it's not fool's gold. Like, the 29-point performance in game one, he comes back in game two. The Lakers did stink up the gym in game two, so we can just mm -hmm. throw that game away. But that game two was kind of like one of those games. If you ever play basketball, sometimes when you go up against a team and they're missing their star player, it's like a natural emotional letdown. So I think that's what we saw in game two. But going forward in this series, I think this series probably be over in five, six at the most. Cuffs the Legend joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. Check out Some Dude Show, uh, the podcast. Check him out on Twitter, Cuffs the Legend. All right, I feel like what happened with Dylan Brooks, how we started this conversation, it's a level of gamesmanship. I think we can yeah, clown, yeah, we can clown yeah. the gamesmanship. We can see through it. It's not going to work. Draymond Green, I feel like, is in a, in a different level of gamesmanship where sometimes it works, but I think people are, are hip to what he's doing and the Kings got over on him, the same way that LeBron James got over on him in the final series where they knew he knew the count and he got it out of, out of Draymond and he was suspended for Game 5 and that turned the series. I kind of felt the same thing was going to happen in this series against the Kings where here's Draymond costing the Warriors yet another series in a wide-open West uh, but the Kings failed to take advantage of this. All of a sudden, Looney comes out of nowhere. I mean, Steph's going to be Steph, but I guess they got the secret weapon in Looney who, who balled out last night. But I feel like it was a true missed opportunity for the Kings, uh, who at some, if you're going to be if you're going to be about it, you got to win on the road. And obviously, that's not something they're good at this year. The the Kings, you said it. You said the exact words. They like I think they blew the series last night. Okay. Because they could have put the Golden State Warriors, they could have buried them in the grave last night. 3-0, going back, they probably win game four. You go back to Sacramento up 3-1, you feel real good about that game, that game five in Sacramento, if you're if you're the Kings, right? 
But last night, Keegan Murray, he was a no-show. He's been he, he was the rookie leader in three-pointers all year. He didn't he hasn't shown up the whole series. Kevin Hoarder hasn't showed up. The only person that's really showed up for the Kings so far is Baby Sabonis and the most clutch player in the league this year, De'Aaron Fox. Sure. But uh, I was surprised. I, I was actually surprised that the Kings didn't really – they didn't put up a lot of points like they necessarily do all year. Like, they only scored, like, 97. And that was without Draymond, the anchor of the Warriors' defense. Like, mm-hmm. I really thought they was going to run it up on the Warriors and put pressure on them. But Steph is Steph. Steph is Steph, bro. Cuffs, uh, before we let you leave, I asked you about the Lakers without Russell Westbrook. In fairness, he's looked really good with the Clippers, and I know yeah. he's still a talented player, and you mentioned the fit wasn't right with the Lakers, but it's hard not to be impressed with what he's doing with the Clippers. Also, I love the way that, that Ty Lue has handled him, too. Man, I am so I'm so happy for Russ because he's in a – I said it on Twitter, he's found his forever home. <laughs> like, he's really <laughs> found his forever home with these Clippers. And it shows you how much fit and timing works in all sports, basketball, football. But Ty Lue is the guy. Like, you you touched on it. Ty Lue is the component in this situation that make he's, he's, he's made it a smooth transition for Russ. Like, he didn't have to move to a different city. He's an L.A. kid. And I feel like the thing with Russ, the overall thing, is the Laker Nation never fully embraced that guy from the moment he signed with the Lakers. If you see the Clippers highlights in some of their games, they got the fat heads in the crowd. Like, they're really showing Russ love. And we know these guys sometimes have, you know, fragile egos. Like, mm-hmm. Russ has really, really shown, like, if y'all show me the love, he already plays harder than anybody in the yeah. game. But I just don't like the narrative that was pushed out that Russ was washed or he was like this cancer. I, I don't really believe that. Like, Russ is going to play hard. If, if anything happens on that court, Russell Westbrook, it's going to play hard, and I just think he's a perfect fit for Ty Lue's system with the Clippers. Before we go, the 76ers. New bad boys? This team, this, this team <laughs> no. plays with an edge. This team plays with an edge, man. And B, no, they're, and B, they're, they're and B gets from. away with it. And B gets away with it. And then, obviously, there's the makeup call with James Harden uh, at the end. I mean, the, the officiating got out of whack last night, but I'm just watching the Sixers play, and it's just like, you guys, are, you guys play feisty. This is feisty stuff. <laughs> No, they they are far from the bad boy pitch. Sure, sure. I'm being, I'm being a little facetious here, but yes. because, yeah, yeah. Because what we're going to see next round against Boston, we're going to see Joel Embiid in the hallway crying again. <laughs> we, we're going to. I, I love Joel. I love Joel. PJ Tucker, hometown kid, is on the right. Sixers. Even right. though PJ is doing a lot of cardio these days, he's getting paid a lot to do cardio. <laughs> Shout out to PJ. But those those Sixers, man. Okay, let me let me ask y'all before I go. Yeah, Draymond got suspended for the for the for the altercation with Sabonis. How yes. is Embiid not suspended for kicking Nick Nick Claxton? Like? History, <laughs> the it's history, history. It's, it's, history. Crazy. it's crazy. Plus, plus, uh, last time I checked, Joel did not uh, get up on uh, on chairs or a table and start you know egging on <laughs> the uh, the away fan base while the commissioner was checking it out. I mean, that that, 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 that was a whole it, accumulation. That, that's of what it was. That's what it was, Joe. Huh. It's like you embarrassing us. You embarrassing right. the NBA in front of. I'm you got to go. You got to go. go. You got to go. go. Cuffs the legend. Some dude show. Check out the podcast. Check him out on Twitter. Cuffs the legend. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. Anytime, fellas.